like I said before, spoiler alert, the money block in your business is in all probability you yourself. There could be many other reasons that could be leading to you not getting enough revenue, like maybe the pricing of your services or the range of your services or the quality of your proposals or your pitching emails. You know, they're, they're not hitting the nail on the head. There could be many, many factors that come into play. But I feel like these three, they really are the ones that you can put into action immediately. You can take instant action on them. This is your host, Dyutama, but you can call me DJ. <laughs> and I love to inspire food photographers to dream. I spent 15 years as an architect studying buildings and constructing hospitals before taking the biggest leap of faith of my life, which was setting up a food styling and food photography business right from scratch. If you're a dreamer like me, wanting to start a new photography business, or grow your existing food photography business, jump right into a world where I share practical, actionable strategies to improve your photography skills, to work with clients, make more money, all with a fearless mindset. This is the My Food Lens Podcast, and we take you one step closer to your dreams. So let's go. All right, so today we are talking about the few mistakes that we might be making in our business that's actually impacting how much money we make. But before we get into all the interesting discussion, tell me, have you rated our podcast on the platform that you listen? Like Spotify, have you hit the stars? You know, if you find the podcast helpful, it's helped you in your journey, you enjoy the episodes. Can you hit the stars and rate us? Also on Apple, if you're listening on Apple, just hit the stars, give us a rating so that we get pumped, energized, and we can bring better guests and we can grow the podcast. And if you want to go one step further to bring the biggest smile on my face, then please spend one minute in writing a review on Apple Podcasts, how this podcast has helped you, why you like it. It'll literally take one or two minutes and it'll make the show bigger, better. I'll be able to bring in bigger, better guests for you. So before we get started, if you haven't done those things, if I could just request you to do that, and then we'll get into all the juicy stuff on this episode. Okay, so if you're tuning in today, it's probably for one of these reasons. One is that you are probably not making as much as you'd like in your photography business, or maybe you'd like to make more than what you're making right now in your business, or maybe you are curious if you're missing something in your business workflow, even though you are actually pretty happy with what you're making. So you're probably tuning in for one of these reasons. And since you're tuning in and you're interested in this episode, I'm guessing you're either a part-time or a full-time photographer. Now, if you are a part-time photographer, you're probably giving food photography all your free time. It's taking up so much of your hard work. It's taking sacrifices on your personal front. You're probably balancing another job or even your home and you're not seeing results. You're trying to gauge whether you'll be able to turn this part-time venture into a full-time career, but you are just not making enough to clarify your doubts. That's probably 
one of the most common situations most part-time photographers are in. Or let's say you are a full-time food photographer. You have a full-time food photography business. You're probably working all the time. You're working hard. You're hustling. You're trying hard to make ends meet. You're doing everything possible, you know, that is in your hands. You're doing everything right. And yet you are not happy with the way your bank account looks. So today's episode will give you a peek into what might be causing these money blocks in your business. And spoiler alert, that block is in all probability you. I know you don't want to hear this. In fact, don't throw a shoe at me, please. Not yet. Hear me out. Maybe it'll help you understand what's causing these money blocks in your business. So there are several factors that actually play into how you set up your photography business. Let's say you live in a small town. Maybe online brand collaborations are the majority of your client projects. If you live in a big city like maybe New York, New Delhi, London, maybe commercial projects where you shoot on site is more of what your business looks like. Of course, you can travel and small towns can also have the on-site shoots. I'm just saying that your business depends a lot on where you stay, what the demands of the clients are, and what the climate of food photography is like in your region. All right, so keep that in mind always. It plays a very big role. But having said that, if we leave aside all those factors and really focus on what is in our control, no matter where we live, no matter you know, what region we are in, what can we do? What is in our hands? I would say a lot can be changed about how much money we make in our business by changing the way we operate. Okay, so let's just jump right in. The number one mistake that you might be making is not pitching or not reaching out or not pitching enough or not reaching out enough. So if you tell me that you have so much client work that you don't really need to pitch, I will ask, does your bank balance also show that? I mean, it should be overflowing with cash as much as it's overflowing with client work, as long as you've priced your work correctly. That's important as well, right? So if that's not happening and you have a lot of client projects and you're not overflowing with cash, then something's off, all right? But if you're not overflowing with cash and also you're not overflowing with client projects, that means you, boss, you need to pick up your pitching game. I know a lot of food photographers who actually take pride in the fact, and I think I've said this like a million times in many different episodes, but I really know a lot of food photographers who take pride in the fact that they don't need to pitch anymore. But I personally think that pitching is a healthy habit. Pitching doesn't mean that you're less or that you don't have enough jobs, but pitching is really a muscle. And I feel like that muscle should always remain flexed in our business because it is through these pitches that we not only reach more clients, but we also build brand partnerships. We create a network of friends in our industry. And if we ever need help, we always have someone to ask. All right. So pitching isn't just an exercise for reaching out to clients. It's about relationships. It's about network. And it's about having support. It helps us in many, many different ways. And when we are in the regular habit of pitching, it actually creates a really good workflow for us to consistently find work and to keep that money machine active, you know, bring in that revenue in our business. And when I say regular habit of pitching, I don't mean sending one pitch a week. 
I mean, for someone who says, oh, yes, I pitch every week. I'm sending one email to a brand every week. And I'm like, uh, no, boss. No, not enough. I mean, with regular pitching, I mean two to three pitches a week so that there is never a time that you have a break in your business in the sense break in the money flow. There is never a time when you are on totally zero dollar months. That is a red flag. And if you're thinking, oh man, I really don't have time to research two to three brands a week. It's so much work. And to then go and write all those custom pitches. Oh my God, I don't know how I can do it. Well, my friend, don't worry. I got your back. I actually have a free questionnaire that was prepared for you that you can fill out for any client that you want to work with. And it will instantly give you clarity. You will obviously need to do your research, but you can use that response from the questionnaire to write your pitch. You don't have to scratch your head on what to research, what homework to do. And, you know, all the answers will be in front of you and you would be able to create and write your pitch in a jiffy. It works for all sorts of clients. I've already prepared the questionnaire. You can download it at the link in the show notes or better yet, send me a DM on Instagram saying pitch questionnaire and I'll send it to you. Okay, so going back. So we talked about pitching and we talked about regular pitching and how it's a healthy habit. But I feel like a related mistake to pitching is not following up, not following up on the pitches that you send out. So you send out two to three pitches a week. You wait two weeks to hear back and then you follow up. If you still don't hear back, you wait a few more weeks and then you again follow up. You got to keep going at this man. You're a woodpecker. Always remember, I'm a woodpecker. I'm going to keep going at this. Follow up, follow up, follow up. You know, I remember I once pitched to a magazine and I think I followed up like four times and it was many months. And then I was like, okay, fine. Maybe they don't want to work with me. And I decided to give it a break. And when I was giving it a break, in actually three months from my last follow up, I heard back from them just randomly out of the blue. They had obviously seen my emails and they had put me on their list, but they probably didn't have the time to reply. And there was an opportunity for us to work together. It was actually a paid project for a magazine. It was recipes and food photography for their very, very anticipated issue of the year, the Christmas issue. And I ended up being in that issue. And all that following up that I had done thinking that, oh my God, I'm just sending emails into a black hole. Well, not really. <laughs> It ended up in the Christmas issue of that magazine. So, well, follow up, even though you don't get a reply, follow ups are doing their job. Okay, so the bottom line of this is that pick up your pitching game and don't wait for brands to reach you. And when you pick up your pitching game, also pick up your follow up game and watch things change in your business if you're not already doing this. All right. Don't wait for brands to reach you. You reach out to them. Be proactive and take the initiative. All right. With that, let's talk about the second mistake that you might be making. The second mistake you might be making is not turning your clients into returning clients or long-term clients. So you are probably working with a brand once and then ta-ta, bye-bye. No, no. What about the opportunity to continue to work with them or, you know, on the next campaign or even on a regular basis? Maybe two shoots a month. How about that? I'll take it, <laughs> right? 
So what I would say is that look at what your clients are saying after they work with you. Do they want to work with you again? Do they only want to work with you? Do they leave the shoot already talking about the next shoot with you? Pay attention. If you like a certain client, lock them in by providing a great working experience. I have a whole episode on how to do that. It's episode 19 and I link it in the show notes or you can DM me 19 on Instagram and I'll send you the link. All right. So what does having returning clients do for us? Basically, having returning clients gives us an assured income. It builds our loyal client base. So if we are not taking the opportunity to create this long-term relationship with our clients, we are actually leaving money on the table. I know we don't want to hear this, but imagine, you know, something that could bring you $10,000 a year by working with a client 10 times a year is only bringing you $1,000 right now because you only worked with them once. You never followed up. You did not continue the discussion of future projects with them. You were thinking that if they need me, they'll get in touch. Well, we come back to that discussion about being proactive. You know, this could be a huge mistake that you're not leveraging the client relationships that you already have. So think about how you can create a consistent pattern of photo shoots or schedule of regular content creation for your clients. You'll be working with a known client and more shoots will bring in more revenue. So don't make this mistake of not turning your current clients or your clients into actually long-term clients. With that, let's talk about the third mistake you might be making. And this is going to hit you a little bit harder than the others. I know because this used to be my problem. And I've changed that and I've seen a huge difference in my business. So I want to share this with you because <laughs> we all might be guilty at some level about this. Okay. So the third mistake you might be making is that you're working hard on not the most beneficial aspects of your business, or you're not working hard enough on the actions that will actually bring in the revenue. For example, you might be spending a lot of time creating Instagram posts and Instagram reels, but they are not converting. They are not bringing in clients. So if you spend that time sending out three pitches, the three pitches a week that we talked about, you might actually have a higher chance of converting into a real project that makes your bank balance a bit heavier. So you might be working very hard, but if you really look closely, what is it that you are working on? Are you working hard on the right things? Are you working on the most needle-moving activities in your business, the activities that will actually bring in more business? So let's say you offer photography workshops or uh, you offer cooking workshops or you are a blogger who dreams of working with Hershey's chocolate one day. Are you spending the majority of your time curating and marketing your photography and your workshops are you spending your energy in actually creating a portfolio and a solid pitch to win Hershey's over? Or are you spending your time on social media or on other activities that might get you other forms of validation and applause, but it's not really bringing in the cash flow? So a deep dive into your time management, I think, will be essential to understand 
if you're really working on the right things and if you're really working hard on the right things. Like I said before, spoiler alert, the money block in your business is in all probability you yourself. There could be many other reasons that could be leading to you not getting enough revenue, like maybe the pricing of your services or the range of your services or the quality of your proposals or your pitching emails. You know, they're, they're not hitting the nail on the head. There could be many, many factors that come into play, but I feel like these three, they really are the ones that you can put into action immediately. You can take instant action on them. And I understand that it might be really tough to change your mindset or your work pattern instantly, but at least now you know. You know that you can't get around pitching. You know that you have to do regular pitching and you also have to have a regular follow-up schedule. You know that you should try to create long-term relationships with your clients, the ones that you work with. Otherwise, you're leaving money on the table and opportunity on the table. So the next time you're working with a client, you will always have this at the back of your mind. How can I turn this into a bigger opportunity for myself? And you also know that your time management might be a bit off track, leading you to less money in your business, even though you are working so hard, putting in the hours and the effort, making those sacrifices. But in the bargain, you're still not able to thrive the way you want to thrive, you know, financially and emotionally. And, you know, as a part-time photographer, you're probably not being able to get a realistic idea of how much money you can make as a full-time food photographer. So there you go. Three mistakes you might be making in your business if you are not making enough money. Simple, straightforward, and downright actionable. So take action today. You know that's my mantra, right? All right, so if you have any questions or maybe you have encountered other roadblocks in bringing revenue into your business, tell me about them. Ask me your questions. You know exactly where to find me. Email me at hello at myfoodlens.com or send me a DM on Instagram at dutama underscore myfoodlens. All right, I'll see you next time with another episode. Until then, bye-bye.